Hi guys, welcome to the sixth episode of the Everything Teen podcast. Today we're going to talk all about sleep. So I'm going to be giving lots of information on the workings of our brains and habits we can include in our daily routine to sleep better. This episode won't be too, too long, but I'll be having a short interview with my brother, who is an expert at sleeping, so hopefully we'll learn a few things from him as well. Uh, So this week's quote is, Let her sleep, for when she wakes, she will shake the world, by Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte. Okay, so that's his name. Um, And I just really liked his quote, and I thought of sharing it with you guys, so... Without further ado, let's get into it. The information provided in this episode is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult a medical professional or healthcare provider before doing any of the examples listed in the next 20 minutes. Sleep is so important especially for teens because obviously we're growing. But here's what I don't understand. To make this concept simple, imagine everyone having an internal clock in their brain. That clock determines when you start feeling sleepy, when you fall asleep, and when you wake up. It's called a circadian rhythm. Us teenagers get sleepy way later than adults at around 10 or 11 at night, which logically makes us fall asleep later than them. So we get to bed at around 11.30, 12.30, but then you have to wake up anywhere from 5 to 7 in the morning to go to school. Um, we're talking about 6 to 8 hours of sleep here, which is not enough for a healthy brain. And of course, technology and electronics can shrink that time of sleep even more and disrupt the quality of your sleep as well. So we need enough of those deep sleep cycles in order for our brain to cleanse itself and process everything you've learned from the day before. So if most of the memory formation happens in late sleep, a lot of teenagers don't spend a lot of time in that late sleep. If you're not getting more than three cycles of sleep every night because you're naturally going to bed late, you're only logging in about 1.5 hours of memory, which is not a lot. So How do you solve that problem of getting to bed late, but having to wake up early for school? The answer is to realize that our sleep schedule is very damaging and create a habit of getting to bed earlier so that you can log in enough hours of sleep. The more you do this, the more you'll feel tired and sleep at a perfect time for you, and you'll get enough of that deep sleep for your brain to do whatever it has to do to make you the healthiest and happiest version of yourself. Obviously, this is a little perfect, like a perfect scenario. And, you know, we all have to overcome difficulties in our life. Um, I went through a little phase where I wasn't sleeping very well at all. But I tried many things and some didn't work while others did. So it's all about experimenting and recognizing what's best for you. But really creating it into a habit and a routine will really help get the quality sleep that you need. Now, back in 2020, I used to listen to this podcast a lot by this neuroscientist, and the podcast was called The Huberman Lab, so it was by Dr. Andrew Huberman, who was a neuroscientist, and he did, uh, he teaches at a university, I believe, I'm not sure exactly, but he works in the field of neuroscience, and He had this episode called Mastering Your Sleep and Being More Alert When Awake. So I took a few notes um, knowing that I would need them. I was really into neuroscience at that time. And then 
I have this podcast now, and so this episode is perfect for me to kind of share with you the all these notes I took, so you don't have to listen to that two-hour-long podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to read over the notes I have, and I'll kind of try to explain some things that might be complicated words, and I have forgotten some of them as well because it's been a while, but... Hopefully, it'll give you kind of an overview, and if you're even more interested, I'll link the episode down in the description box below. So, um, sleep resets the ability to be focused, alert, and emotionally stable in the wakeful period. There are two forces that determine sleep. Chemical forces, which are adenosine, cortisol, epinephrine, and adrenaline and melatonin, and the circadian force, which is the clock that exists in our brains that determines when we want to be sleepy or awake that I just talked about. Um, Light exposure is the key driving force to setting our circadian rhythm and driving the right chemical hormonal forces at the right time of day. So light exposure is going to tell your brain when it's morning, when it's night, um, when I should fall asleep, when I should wake up, and that's why in winter we get tired a lot more easily than in the summer because it gets um, darker, right? Yeah, and then so the best waking practices, so the best things to do when you're awake. Um, Wait, before we start, I just want to tell you guys that all this information can be quite overwhelming, and you should not feel pressure at all to do any of these things. These are really from a neuroscientist point of view and these people have doing so much research and you can definitely, definitely sleep amazing even if you don't apply any these to your daily routine. But I'm just kind of going over them if ever you're interested in trying them and maybe it can help you really and change the way you sleep. So the best waking practices is one get outside upon waking. So ideally within that one, two hours of the sunrise and get light exposure to the eyes and body. And obviously don't look at this light if it hurts your eyes. Early in the day, your retina is not sensitive, which will need a lot of photons, photons, photons coming from sunlight to set clock mechanisms. Two, sunrise light intensity and color temperature from sun being low in the sky is ideal to set our circadian rhythm and hormonal rhythm. So really the sun is the best thing. It's not the light inside your room. It's not the light from your room, uh, from your phone, sorry. It's really the sun that is key to setting your circadian rhythm. Three, getting outside is ideal because the intensity of outdoor light is so much greater than indoor or screen light. So, for example, outdoors on a sunny day, it gives you about 100,000 lux. Lux is a unit of um, light. And then outdoors on a cloudy day, it's about 10,000 to 50,000 lux. And inside um, a room with bright lights, it's about 500 to 1,000 lux. So imagine just um, a very dimly lit light uh, room and you're there like the whole morning. It's obviously going to be different than being outside even for a couple minutes. Um, Four, time needed in outdoor morning light to set your body clock is about 30 to 60 seconds on a sunny day and around five minutes on a cloudy day to really set your circadian rhythm. So that's it. Just one minute outside every morning can change the way you sleep. 
and I know it seems crazy and it's probably not the case for some people but just try it out and if ever you don't see the um, effects then continue back to your routine but if ever it really helps you well my podcast had some value to someone so um yeah just one minute on a sunny day and around five minutes on a cloudy day so number five it's important to be outside doing sunlight through a window will take 50 times as long for your brain to get the necessary light information so i'll repeat that 50 times just having that window in front of you changes so much and it really doesn't take much to just go outside even if it's cold in the winter I know that when I go outside in the morning um it just I feel so much happier and it really improves my day to just start being outside if I instead of like being in at home the whole day it's it's really amazing to just even if it's for a few minutes just go outside and six we want blue light during the day so don't wear blue light walking glasses during the day um obviously if you have a good reason to wearing them but this is something he said but i really it's very specific and i don't think it's necessary um the best evening practices are one get outside to see the sunset sun is at a low solar angle and close to the horizon and it drives melanopsin, which signals the circadian clock that it's the end of the day. You can also see the sun because the sunset because it's just simply beautiful, right? It doesn't have to be because you want to drive your melanopsin, which is going to signal to your circadian clock. You know, it doesn't have to be that. It's just something pretty to look at at night. And apparently it helps you sleep. So, yeah, just get outside to see the sunset if you can. It's going to make you feel calm as well. And to use the night mode screen on your device screens, if ever you're on it close to bedtime, I recommend not being on your screen like one hour before your bedtime max. You know, I'm telling you this, but often it's not the case for me as well. I've been better, but sometimes, you know, I'm still working before bed and I mean, it was more during the summer because I was kind of just having fun and, you know, watching movies on my computer at night. But if you can, don't just try not to um, have any screens too close to bedtime. And I've been doing this for the last few months and it's really helpful because especially if you have like social media or something right before bed, you're just, it's like you get, you're awake, you're, you're, your brain is so it's still like it's stimulated and it's just really hard to fall asleep after being explode exposed to that um and then three dim lights using warmer color temperature so if you can having lamps or just warm lights not those harsh white bright lights and then um four candles slash fireplace um is good because it won't cause any wakefulness signals and then just don't burn down your house please (laughs) um and then five the cells in our eyes that signal the central clock reside mostly in the bottom half of our retina which means it's viewing our upper upper visual field so to avoid improper activation of neurons place light low in your physical environment on desktops or floor so to just sum up this 
complicated and crazy sentence with all these weird words, just place your lamps and any light low on the floor if you can. Like, don't turn off your main light on your ceiling and just put on some lamps. Obviously, this is optional, but in the podcast, I remember he was saying that he had a friend of his that it looked like a cave at night, his house. It was just because obviously he was probably a neuroscientist as well, and he was very focused on putting all these little details into practice. But yeah, just try it out and see if it works for you. And provide consistent, powerful light anchors during the day and avoiding light at night. You get a tremendous number of positive effects on your well-being. And then next up, we have controlling your sleep environment. So one, get the right light exposure at the right times. Two, have dim low lights at night. Three, get the proper sleep surface and pillow for spine alignment. So also don't get beds that are creaky, that kind of stuff. Um, If you can, it's really helpful. I feel like on my mom's, I got this like big mattress, I think, in the summer, and I just been sleeping so much better and it's so comfy. But there's a downside to that is I don't want to get up in the morning, right? So it's a but I do think it's better to be really comfortable than having an uncomfortable bed where you can't sleep on it. And then four, set the right sleep temperature. So this really depends on um the person because some people like it really hot in the room some people like it really cold i personally in the morning i just open my window and during the day um fresh air comes in and then 10 minutes before bed i close my window and because i don't want the noise from outside and then yeah i just uh, and then it's like a perfect temperature for me to sleep and obviously it's different at my dad's place um because it's not this, like, the house isn't the same temperature. And so it's really about finding that balance and which temperature is best for you. Again, it's very specific. And also, depending on the seasons or where you live, it's sometimes in some countries it's hot all the time. In some countries it's always cold. So just know which temperature fits you best. And then five, set your exercise timing to a regular period throughout the week, ideally in the morning. So here I agree with Dr. Huberman because working out in the morning is one of the best things for my mental health. And I feel like it's really the best time of the day. And obviously it doesn't apply to everyone. I think some people really like working out at lunch or in the evening or after work. That's what my dad does. But I think that's also because he just has a pretty constrained time schedule. But really working on the morning is so nice because you get it, one, you get it over with. Two, it really sets your day off on the right foot. And three, just it makes you motivated too to accomplish more things. You're like, okay, I finished this workout. What else can I do today? And so it's really good to work out in the morning. And if you're a runner, Running in the morning is really nice because you feel like there's rarely any people outside, well, especially where I live, and it's just, it's it's beautiful where I run, and it's just kind of nice to be alone and be in your in a headspace, and the other people who are running, they are as motivated as you to run in the morning, so it's a really great feeling to exercise in the morning. 
And then non-sleep deep rest are practices that activate cells in your body that promote the parasympathetic or calming system. So this is things such as yoga nidra or yoga sleep, meditation, and hypnosis. Now, hypnosis, you can find, like, you can find all these things on YouTube. But hypnosis is one thing I don't really agree with because I don't, you always see these videos that, like, these people hypnotize others and they can basically get them to do whatever I I honestly think they're staged I believe that it's the subconscious that's telling you not to do to do what the person is saying to you to do because I don't think it's true in any way but that's just my opinion and I did a few times it was fun um try it if you want yeah um so recommended sleep drugs and supplements um i'm not gonna get into this if you want to really know sleep drugs and supplements you can go to the episode and listen to the episode i just don't think it's appropriate i'm not a doctor and i don't want to tell you to start chugging 200 milligrams of theanine, you know, so I'm just going to keep it at that. If you want to go check it out, go ahead. And now we're going to get into the interview with my brother. Hello. What should I call you? Call me whatever you want. Okay, I'll call you Construction Cone. How about that? So hi, Construction Cone. Hello, Lara. How are you doing? I was supposed to ask the question, so thank you very much. I'm doing very good. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. I'm mostly relaxed. I also like to sleep a lot. And I guess that's what we're here for, to talk about sleep and that you're amazing at it, right? Yes, I'm naturally amazing at it. (laughs) So, first of all, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, okay, first of all, I like to read. I also like to eat, like, specifically more, like, meat stuff, including meat. Because he's a teenager and he's growing, like, crazy. I'm also a male. (laughs) I also like to sleep. I really like to sleep. I also like to play video games like a lot of boys out there. (laughs) And that's basically most of my personality. Perfect. And my second question to you is, what was the longest time you've ever slept? I think it was around 14 hours. That's the longest. (laughs) 14? Yes. No. Yes. Seriously? Yes. I think the most I've ever slept is maybe like 11. That's crazy. (laughs) Please email me if it's at the everything teen podcast at gmail.com if ever you've slept longer than him which i doubt personally but if ever just impress me because that's a pretty darn long time rohan uh, i mean construction cone okay um three what are some tips you would give for sleeping better don't just if you have to go to the bathroom don't go if you don't have if you have to go to the bathroom actually no you actually have to go to the bathroom <laughs> Because or else it, or else it'll keep you waking up and you feel like oh I really need to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and so, then you go to the bathroom and after that don't even look at your phone just turn out all the lights off and just like st- and try to find a comfortable position and then just lie there. So like don't distract yourself. Basically, 
Okay, and you gotta think about something nice to think about, and then you'll sleep. That's your opinion. <laughs> What's yours? What should you do once you shut off all those distractions? You should just fall into a coma. No, I mean, fall into a... Uh... Construction code is in a phase right now where he's trying <laughs> to make jokes. Four, you're also a re- very relaxed and calm person. What do you think makes you like that? Um... Partially my personality, maybe a little, maybe a little bit of sleep, maybe sleep affects your personality, and uh, if you don't, uh, if you wake up in the middle of the night, you uh, crave something bad, very bad, and that could disturb your whole, like, sleeping and eating system. Okay, so you're saying that sleep makes you a common very relaxed person partially because it partially has to do with your personality and partially but what do you think made your personality like that i don't know i simply don't know but it's partially sleep okay and any last words before i move on with the episode uh don't play too many video games or else or else you're just gonna go or go on their phone before sleep, or else you're, or else you get too excited and won't be able to sleep. Thank you. I was just telling my listeners that. Okay. Thank you for being on here, Construction Cone. I really liked talking to you today, even if it was very short. But hopefully, you'll get to come on to on another episode. Would you like that? Sure. Mm, no, maybe not. But if you want, I could. <laughs> and and guys, I did not bribe Rohan, I mean Construction Cone, in any way, ever. I did not tell him I would do the dishes for three months. No, no, no. Thank you for being on here. Bye. Bye. Okay, so now for tips for getting better sleep. I have five tips here, and then we'll end off with our episode with a little riddle, because I just felt like it. So one, make a sleep schedule. For example, going to bed at 10 p.m. and waking up at 7 a.m. on weeknights and then 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. on weekends. Um, This is just an example, but I feel like people just do whatever they want on weekends. But I truly believe it's really important to have a structure because if you wake up at 2 p.m. on Sunday, your whole week will just get put off. Obviously, if there's a special occasion or you're sick, etc., that's fine. Just try writing down a functional schedule that fits your needs so that your brain can get into that habit. Two, be careful of what you eat right before bed. You don't want to be hungry or be completely stuffed either. Uh, find that right balance. I feel like sometimes if I eat too much, um, I'll just my belly just will hurt the whole night and it's very unpleasant. But the same thing happens when I eat too little. And then again, if it's a holiday, go ahead, stuff yourself. I'm just saying... Find that balance. Uh, Three, if you nap during the day, don't nap too long. It should be a maximum of 30 minutes. I know this because I once went a week where I napped for an hour every day, and I noticed I wasn't sleeping that great. Naps are really good for your brain and body, but try not napping too, too long. Four, exercise. Now, this one is quite tricky because I went through a phase where I was running a lot in the evening, and I remember every time I went to bed, I couldn't sleep. It was like my brain was still so active. 
Um, you should move your body daily, but don't overexert yourself or exercise too close to bedtime. So that's why now I exercise more in the morning, but also because it's winter now in my country, I don't exercise. <laughs> so I haven't, I feel like not exercising has also made me even more lazy and sleepy, which I guess is kind of my goal to sleep well. But at the same time, just try to exercise if you can. It's good for your body. Um, five, seek professional help if you often have trouble sleeping. They'll know what to do. So again, I'm not your doctor. Um, please reach for help if you're really having big problems. Don't come to my podcast because I just kind of share with you guys some tips. Um, but really go to your doctor for more personalized and accurate um, advice and even medication if you need some. So that was it with the episode. I hope you liked it. Now I have a stupid riddle for you guys just to finish off the episode with. And if you find the answer, email me. And I'll give the answer in next week's episode, so stay tuned for that. So, a doctor and a bus driver are both in love with the same woman, an attractive girl named Sarah. (laughs) God. The bus driver had to go on a long bus trip that would last a week. Before he left, he gave Sarah seven apples. Why? (laughs) I swear, the the answer is really ridiculous, and it's kind of stupid, But I kind of wanted something like that for today because I feel funny. So email me if you you have the answer and I'll see you next week. Have a nice day.